Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide, episode 268. Hello and welcome to the podcast that keeps you updated and always educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thanks for listening and thank you for downloading and a shout out to our first time listeners. We're glad you found us and we hope you enjoy the show. My name is Stephen Fennick and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Domino's are going to be making their pizzas using battery power. Nokia is releasing a 3G version of the old favourite 3310. And GoPro has actually released some new action cameras, including a 360-degree model. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to check out the Jaybird-run wire-free earphones, the Sphero Mini Robotic Ball, and the new Apple 4K TV. Apple TV 4K, I think we should call that. And we'll wrap things up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A huge show's planned, so we're going to just jump straight in. Well, Domino's Pizzas have uh, grabbed some headlines, and the way they've done that is by installing the world's largest Tesla Powerwall 2 array. Uh, It was organized by Australian company Natural Solar. Uh, It was installed at the Plumpton Plumpton store, the, uh, the Domino's franchise in Plumpton, and it consisted, this Tesla Powerwall 2 array consisted of 10 functional Tesla Powerwall 2 battery units. So combined, th- that provides enough power for that particular Domino's franchise, which is in, in the Sydney's inner, inner, inner west suburbs, to be able to produce their pizzas. Uh, it's going to... It can... With this array in place, it can store 135 kilowatt hours of power, and that's enough for, in the course of a year, to cook more than 90,000 pizzas and 27,000 loaves of garlic bread. I'm getting hungry just talking about that. Now, how it works is this. The the Plumpton Dominoes, their new Tesla Powerwall 2 system, is charged by the grid overnight. So that while when the store's closed, so that extra 135 kilowatt hours of power is then used during the day, and that that's without having to change any kind of infrastructure in the store, uh, anything to the grid. They stay up with their with the, with demand, and their business doesn't doesn't stop at all. Uh, it just uses it charges the batteries during the night when power's cheap, and then uses it throughout the day when power's more expensive. So really clever system, and usually with a, with a battery setup, say say typically in a home, there'll be solar panels so that the the energy can be gathered, and then a battery system where that energy can be stored. 
Now, if if you with an array with a with a setup like that at home, you can then have enough power to that, that from the solar panel, so that when it comes time peak time, so the mornings when everyone's getting up, having showers, making breakfast, and in the evening when people are cooking and 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 having showers and doing what they have to do, so the two peaks, the morning and evening peak, a home could be using power from their battery rather than using the more expensive peak power. So that that can cut energy bills in half. Uh, so there are some setups where uh, with enough with enough panels and a large enough battery, where you can be virtually off the grid. You can even have enough power to, to put power back on the grid uh, and even earn money doing that. Uh, but more about that in the coming weeks. We've got something to talk about uh, in that area in terms of solar panels and a battery. Uh, but in, in, the, in Domino's case here, this is a world first. Natural Solar announced this is the world's largest commercial Tesla Powerwall 2 installation ever created. So it's 10 of the Tesla Powerwall 2 units operating uh, at full capacity and providing enough power for Domino's to cook their pizzas and their garlic breads and everything else to run all their appliances. So that we're talking ovens, refrigerators, uh, all their appliances, uh, all from the battery. So next time you bite into a Domino's pizza, this could have been made, that could have been made with battery power. And uh, the Plumpton Domino's, I'm sure, is not going to be the last Domino's that's going to be powered uh, in this way. I'd say that this is a, a clever move by Domino's in not only using renewable energy, but also uh, using uh, this array in such a way that it's going to, the, the money they're going to save in energy, uh, it will it'll help them keep the price of their pizzas down. So the customer's going to win there as well. So you want to read more about that story, uh, how that setup is, uh, how, how it looks and how it's going to work, you can read more about that at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Now, virtually everybody I know that ever owned a mobile phone, uh, they either had their first phone as a Nokia or had owned a Nokia device at some point. Anyone, anyone who'd had a phone uh, in the 90s and, and early, early 2000s, will uh, relate to this story where Nokia, back in the day, were absolutely the kings of mobile. The king of the mobile phone uh, back back then was Nokia. And this is, we're talking years before Apple introduced the iPhone and smartphones, years before they were ever introduced, uh, even even predating or probably running along around the same time as when the first Blackberries appeared. But Nokia's were everywhere. They were so popular. Nokia was so big. They introduced the first camera phone as well. And at one point was so popular that they were also not only the world's largest phone manufacturer, but also the world's largest camera manufacturer. And back then we're talking a time when there were still film cameras around, digital cameras were also being introduced. And forget Kodak, Nikon, Canon, Nokia was the number one camera manufacturer in the world just through the sheer number of mobile phones they produced that also had cameras built in. Well, Nokia have had a little bit of a resurgence of late. Uh, we've, we have in, in the recent months reviewed and spoken about their new Android smartphones, Android uh, appearing for the first time on a Nokia device. But uh, one thing that did capture our eye, and this was introduced back in the at the Mobile World Congress back in February, back in Barcelona, 
Nokia also are introducing the a new ver- or a modern version of the iconic thirty three ten. Anyone who's ever owned this phone, it was it was one of Nokia's most popular phones they'd ever produced. It was a device that used to run for days on a single charge, and it was also popular because it had a cool game called Snake. And the device is back. A 3G version of the Nokia 3310 is going to be available to in Australia in mid-October, and it is a modern version, of course, of the iconic smartphone. Not a phone. It's not a smartphone. It's a feature phone, we call it. It does have a larger color screen. does have buttons, numerical keypad, and as well as the buttons, the home button as well. But it is had it has had a bit of a modern update. It's got a, that color screen that we just spoke about, but it's also got Snake. Can make calls, of course, being a three G device, and has six and a half hours of talk time and up to and up to twenty seven days of standby time. This was a phone that you could actually run for a week. You got to remember back then, all we did was talk and text. It's not like we were running apps and and on, on Facebook all the time. The, the, those things didn't exist then. So it was. It, that's why the battery used to run for so long. Uh, in this case, there will there will be the the capability to run some pretty basic apps. So don't don't expect to download Facebook or Snapchat on this thing. It's pretty basic. It's a feature phone, and I think it's going to appeal to a lot of people. It's going to really appeal to their nostalgia. It's only going to be eighty nine ninety five. It's going to be available in mid October from JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, Vodafone, and Optus. But at eighty nine ninety five, there's a lot of we've had a tremendous response to this story. A lot of people thinking, well, for ninety bucks, I'm just going to buy it just to have it, just to use it. I think just to play the Snake game that was really entertaining game at the time. It was it was a, a fantastic game. Now, obviously, it doesn't stack up to the sort of games we can play now on our smartphones. But back then, it was the best we had, and it was a lot of fun. And I can remember spending hours of time playing this. Whenever I had a few minutes to spare, uh, I'd, I'd pull out my Nokia phone and play Snake. And I can do that again in mid-October when the Nokia 3310, the 3G version of the Nokia 3310 is introduced. Back in February, it was only ever intended to be a 2G device. So for, for developing countries, for those sort of mass market countries where uh, the, the there still existed, of course, 2G networks. But here in Australia, 2G networks are being switched off. I think uh, all of them now uh, have, have been turned off. So uh, what Nokia did back then was see the, this amazing demand for this device, and they decided to produce a 3G version, which is what we are going to be getting here in Australia in mid-October. The Nokia 3310, a blast from the past, going back to the future we are with this device. The I'm looking forward to getting my hands on this actually and using it. It's a, it's a fun little device. We'll bring back a lot of great memories for those users who can remember having their Nokia by their side. The Nokia 3310, $89.95. You want to check that uh, out. You can see the pictures and read our story at techguide.com.au. Well, GoPro have introduced some new cameras. Uh, this About this time every year, we normally see uh, an update from the company, and uh, this year is no different. The Hero 6 Black, which is an update to the very popular the popular action camera that we've seen for years. You can mount it, take it underwater, do all kinds of things with it. Well, it's back again, the GoPro Hero 6 Black. It can now shoot, though, 4K video at 60 frames per second. 
It can also do super slow motion at 240 frames per second, but it can also it can do that in full high definition. So imagine the super slow mo in full HD. That's going to look amazing. It's powered by the uh, the new GP1 processor and also offers improved dynamic range and even better low light performance. So you can you can always use your, your GoPro out in the sun and in the water. Well, now with low light performance, you can probably now use it at night, at dusk, at dawn, when there isn't too much light around and still capture whatever you're doing. It also has a new touch zoom feature. So the touch screen on the back, if you just uh, double tap an area, it'll zoom into that spot so uh, some some significant improvements there and of course waterproof up to a 10 meter depth uh, doesn't need a housing I don't think last year's model had a housing either so uh, it's a pretty compact device of course all the mounts will work with it uh, and some new mounts that have also been introduced but it is a, a more powerful device can shoot better quality video has a more advanced stabilization so better optical image stabilization of any hero camera that preceded it and now you've also got the opportunity to shoot in uh, to shoot high dynamic range photo mode and video uh, it also allows you to shoot in raw as well uh, you can shoot stills as well as videos don't forget uh, and has voice control in up to 10 languages so you can say GoPro start recording GoPro stop recording without even having to touch the device handy update for the Hero 6 Black it's going to be priced at 749.95 uh, not cheap but what you're getting is this amazing quality in such a small compact form factor uh, and that's that's what you want. You don't want to be carrying a massive camera around if you're going 100 miles an hour doing whatever you have to be happen to be doing, whether it's surfing or skiing or whatever you happen to be doing. You don't want a massive device. You want something that's compact, but that's still going to produce some amazing quality. And that's exactly what the Hero 6 Black can do. But that's not the only device that GoPro has announced. They've got a new new camera. It's their first step into the 360 degree video space, uh, and they've got and that's going to be achieved with the GoPro Fusion. This is a camera that can create 5.2K spherical videos at 300 frames per second. So spherical means it is full 360 degrees. It shoots all directions all the time. You can also shoot in 3K at 60 frames per second, as well as capturing all the sound around you as well. It also does it with gimbal quality stabilization. So no matter where you position this, whether you are moving or still, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do a great job in keeping, that, keeping the shakes out of your video. Uh, so this captures 360-degree video, don't forget. So what you can do is use the GoPro app to view what you've shot, but also share your footage as virtual reality content. So you can share VR content on social. You can, you can create little videos so you can view it in a VR, a VR headset as well. The uh, the app has also got a feature called Overcapture, which can reframe that spherical video, uh, and you can choose a fixed perspective of that video. So in case you want to share it, uh, so that's going to be available in late, later this year, not until the end of the year, I think, here in Australia. It's going to be priced at nine hundred ninety five ninety five, so just five cents short of a thousand bucks. But uh, judging by the quality you're going to get, we're talking 5.2K here, not 4K 360-degree video, which is already available with some other cameras. This is 5.2K 360 degrees, as well as 3K 60 frames per second spherical videos as well. You can also take spherical stills.
stills as well, 18 megapixel, as a matter of fact, spherical photos. Uh, and it, it also works with all the traditional GoPro mounts as well. Waterproof to five meters, can shoot time-lapse video, as well as night-lapse and burst mode. Works with most of the GoPro mounts, as we already mentioned. Also has voice control in up to 10 languages and includes a Fusion Grip mount. It's also, as the, uh, like the Hero 6 Black, has Wi-Fi and Bluetooth connectivity as well. The Hero 6 Black, of course, will work with the Karma drone. Remember the GoPro drone, the Karma? Well, you can add a Hero 6 Black to the drone and now uh, enjoy some new features, in co- including uh, some new auto shot paths like Follow. Uh, follow lets you it frames you in the shot so as long as you're holding the controller it'll frame you in the shot there is another feature called watch which will keep whoever is holding the karma controller in frame as the drone hovers follow means you can walk around it'll follow you watch means it'll it'll stay on you as it's hovering there's also a new cable cam feature which has been updated so now you can set up to 10 different waypoints i think there was only three or four you could do before now you can do 10 so you can uh, have a little bit more of a sophisticated shot 10 different waypoints uh is going to look fantastic there's also a new look up and tilt function so now you can tilt the drone upwards uh, and look above the horizon i think before you could only just tilt to the horizon now you can tilt above the horizon that makes it quite a difference uh, so all those features all those cameras uh, the gopro hero 6 black is available now the fusion is going to be available later in the year we think in december possibly even early uh, 2018 will keep you informed on tech guide but if you do want to read all about them and see the photos see what they look like you can check them out at techguide.com.au tech guide this is tech guide with stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And they've just introduced Orbi, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orbi gives you reliable, secure and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every corner of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi across the board. Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs and doors. With a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you'll have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speed you're paying for. Orbi's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide. Our first review this week is from Jaybird. Jaybird's actually an Australian company doing amazing business in the US and across the world, but is actually a company that was founded here in Australia, uh, was taken to the States and did amazing business there, and we're very proud of this company, of course. And they've just released a new product called the Jaybird Run Earphones. Now, these are wire-free Earphones, and we're talking not not wire free, like there's no cable between the earphones and your device. Of course, there's no cable there. 
We're talking wire-free, meaning there's not even a cable between the earbuds. These are earbuds on their own, wire-free. They link to each other as well as linking to your mobile device. So they are totally wireless, wire-free. Call them what you want. There are no cables at all. They just sit in your ear. They are quite small, actually. I was really surprised with the size of these earbuds. They, they look about the same size as a regular earbud, but they have to fit in, in the, each of them, a battery. They also have to fit in a small speaker driver. Of course, they've got to play sound. A battery uh, and also a Bluetooth radio because they've got to connect to each other and to your phone. And... That all that fits in these tiny little buds, and and you compare them to other earbuds, they're no, they're no bigger than a regular wireless wire Bluetooth earphones, uh, except these don't have any cables. Uh, they're they're designed by runners. They, these are these are they're called Jaybird Run for a reason because people want to exercise with them, and the last thing you want if you're exercising is a cable to be to be get to get in your way to get tangled up in, and this eliminates that problem. Uh, spectacularly uh, created by runners, but that's not to say you can, you can't use them uh, anywhere you want, whether you're on public transport or uh, w- whatever you happen to be doing. Uh, they obviously are, are handy if you are running or, or training in the gym or whatever type of exercise you happen to be doing. They actually fit really securely in your ears. There's a, there's a, a silicon tip and a little wing so that it actually, when you put it in your ear, you actually put it in and sort of twist it into place and it sits there. If you're running, whatever you happen to be doing, they're not going to come loose. They're really, really secure. So that that was, you, you get a bit of peace of mind that uh, they're not going to drop out. You know, sometimes you're, you're training and if you've got wired, the, the cable is actually your worst enemy because the, if you turn your head a certain way, the, you can pull the cable, the cable might get caught on your clothes or whatever, your arm, whatever happens to happen, whatever happens, and, and sometimes the ear earplugs, the earphones come out. You're not going to have that issue with the Jaybird Run. Uh, they are a great fit, a comfortable fit, and as I said in my review, you're gonna even you're gonna forget you're even wearing them. That's how comfortable they are. So you can wear them for quite a long time. Uh, they also are water and sweat resistant, which naturally, if you're a runner or in the gym or whatever you happen to be doing, you don't want sweat to be able to affect these things. So what they've got is a, di- a double hydrophobic nano coating. So that makes them water and sweat resistant. So there's no worry about your perspiration or using them in the rain, getting splashed with water. You're good to go. So that means you can listen anywhere you want to, whether it's during a training session, in a in a downpour, wherever you happen to be, these can be used with your mobile device. And you've got to remember, no cables, okay? No cables at all. Not between the earbuds, not to your device, nothing. Truly wire-free. So they're small, secure, Comfortable and wire-free. Okay, but the burning question is, how do they sound? I'm I'm really happy to tell you that they sound fantastic. They are excellent, and it really it really sounds great. The clarity, high and mid-level clarity, is is impressive. Bass is brilliant. Uh, from such a small earbud, it was hard to believe the kind of soundscape you're getting out of these things. And quite loud. If you want to pump up the volume, uh, they, they are, they're pretty loud. That's one. The only complaint we had with uh, Apple's AirPods, which were one of the first wire-free earphones that, that were produced. Our only complaint with the Apple AirPods, despite them looking fantastic and, and sounding great, is that they weren't very loud. If, even at the top volume, 
they were probably not as loud as some of the other some of the competing brands out there. Well, not not no such issue with the Jaybird runs. They sound great at any level. Very little distortion. High and mids are fantastic. Bass is great and quite a large loud sound coming from such a small earbud. It's very very impressive. There's also an app you can download, the Jaybird Companion app. So if you want to tweak the sound even more, you can uh, look after the bass and the treble and make it sound right just exactly how you want it to do as well. The the app also comes in handy because these are these are wire free earbuds. If you happen to lose one in the ha- in the house or you drop it, you can't find it. The app actually allows you to locate that missing earbud as well. So really really handy. You can also make and receive your phone calls on these as well. So. Uh, that's impressive as well. So if you've got a phone call to make while you're listening to your music, it's just as clear and crisp as uh, as the music that you hear through the earbuds as well. Control is uh, a little press of the right earbud gives you uh, pause, adv- double tap gives you advance. And on the left side, you can actually press for Siri or Google Assistant. So you can use Siri through these as well or your vo- whatever voice command you want to with uh, Google Assistant. So handy that you're, uh, you're connected to your devices uh, to the device through them, uh, and you can still uh, control the music without having to actually reach for your mobile device to advance your music. Uh, there was the odd time, I have to admit, where the one of the earbuds would drop out. Usually the left earbud would drop out, so you're only hearing sound through the right earbud. Uh, not didn't happen very often. It, it happened sometimes. Uh, but when it, it normally corrected itself pretty quickly. So you've got to remember the earbuds have to connect to each other, be in sync there, as well as connecting to your device. And that normally corrected itself pretty well. The other thing we noticed too was that, uh, and this relates to the charging case. It comes with a charging case. So the, the, the earbuds themselves have about a four-hour battery life. The charging case also has a battery that can extend that battery life by up to eight hours. So if they run out of juice, put them back in the in the charging case, they'll be charged up again fully. You can use them again. So that's another four hours and then put them back in the charging case and that'll charge them a third time uh, so that you'll get 12 hours of battery from a fully charged charging case. So when you take them out of the case, that's when they connect to your device. We have found the odd occasion where we've uh, either bumped the case, opened the case and shut it really quickly and they, they connected to our phone even though they weren't in our ear. We had to then open up the case and shut it again to disconnect it. Well, I remember there was a time where I was receiving a phone call and they, little did I know they were actually, I had the buds in the case in my pocket but they were connected to my phone and I couldn't hear the phone call thinking why can't I hear this call but it's because they were going through the earbuds that were in my pocket. So they were connected. Uh, just something you've got to just keep your eye on uh, if you have happen to open the case and shut it again you just got to make sure you're not connected when you don't want to be uh, but overall I was really impressed with these this device the Jaybird run priced at $249 which is reasonable I think when you the sort of quality you're getting you're getting a wireless uh, you're getting a charging case as well so you're getting a, a, a decent product with a good charging case uh, the Jaybird run so wireless convenience wire free excellent sound comfortable secure fit sweat and water resistant and a charging case that means you can have enough power to use them all day on the go uh, that's a that's in my books a pretty good product and if you want to read our full review you can do that it's at techguide.com.au tech guide this is tech guide with stephen fennick
Up next, we're going to talk about the new Sphero Mini. This is the smallest device that Sphero has produced. Sphero, of course, is the company that produced uh, the original robotic ball, uh, as well as some other great products. But in this case, the Sphero Mini, it's the smallest, the smallest app-enabled robotic ball they've ever produced. It's about the size of a golf ball. It's the best way I can describe it. And it is available in a number of colours as well. And it can do everything that the big Sphero ball can do. So you can control it with the app. You can use the app as a joystick. Uh, you, you can also use it as a slingshot. So you can actually pull back and then let it go and then it rolls off into the distance. You can also, though, control it with your face. So you can make these various expressions. So a happy face makes it go forward, a sad face makes it go back, and you can tilt your head from side to side to make it go left and right. Uh, there's also another mode called tilt where you can use your phone and the direction you you tilt your phone is the direction that the sparrow will roll. So if you tilt it forward, it'll go forward. Tilt it back, it'll come back. Uh, and so you've got pl- plenty of choices on how you want to control the mini Sphero Mini. Uh, the Included inside the box, though, you get these small bowling pins and little witch's hats. So you can set up your own little co- obstacle course. If you want to use the slingshot mode, uh, you can set up the pins up uh, just up ahead and, and then turn your desk into a little mini bowling alley. So you can see how many pins you can knock over using that fun slingshot mode. Uh, but the, the tilt I quite enjoyed too, uh, just tilting the phone and doing that. Uh, and the face drive, of course, that took a little bit of getting used to. So you did look a goose doing it, so making these funny faces and also tilting your head from side to side to try get it around some obstacles or steer it around the room. So uh, it, it is a lot of fun, though. It runs for 45 minutes on a single charge. And, and when I first got it, I thought, well, how the hell do I charge this thing? There's no... But with, with the original Sparrow, there was a, a base that you, you connect to, uh, that you connected to power, then you just rested Sparrow on top of that, and it, and it had this induction charging. Well, you don't get that with the Sparrow Mini. I'm thinking, how the hell am I going to charge this thing? But uh, I just soon discovered that you can actually pull the two halves of the Sparrow Mini apart to reveal the mechanism inside, and on that mechanism is a micro-USB port, so you can connect that up to power. Uh, and then when it's fully charged, you get 45 minutes to play. It is really cool. But you know what? It takes it even further, and, and that's one thing that's really attractive for Sphero and the Sphero users is that you can actually use, you, you can actually learn programming with this device as well. There is a way that you can download the Sphero EDU app, and then you can choose, you can program uh, using JavaScript. It's programmable. So you download Sphero EDU, and uh, then get going with JavaScript so you can teach it to go through an obstacle course and various other things. Really handy little product. It's affordable too. It's only seventy nine ninety five. Available now too from JB Hi-Fi, Australian Geographic Stores, EB Games, Harvey Norman, Maya, Kogan.com.au and MacAddict.com.au as well. The Sphero Mini, we're big fans of this brand. Sphero, uh, they've brought out the golf size, the golf ball size robot that you can drive with your face. If you want to check that story out, you can do that at techguide.com.au. Well, next up, we're going to chat about the Apple 4K TV. Now, this was one of the devices that was released at Apple's event last month at uh, Apple Park. 
It was the same event which produced the iPhone 8 and the iPhone 10, as well as the Apple Watch Series 3. We'll have reviews of those next week. But for now, we've got the Apple 4K TV. Now, this is an updated model. From the outside, doesn't look any different to the previous Apple TV. Uh, it is now, though, 4K and can produce, can stream 4K Ultra HD content. So don't even think about this if you don't already have a 4K TV. So uh, you, you need you need two things. You need a 4K TV. You also need a, a cable that's capable of 4K as well, so a HDMI cable. There are plenty of those about. And you need the 4K Apple TV as well. So if you've got that chain all set up, you'll be able to enjoy 4K movies with HDR and Dolby Vision. If one's available, if Dolby Vision is available, you'll be able to see that if your TV can handle it. If not, it'll just screen it in HDR. So uh, this is a great way to access 4K movies without having to go to the trouble and expense of buying the movies. Here you can you can buy them to own, but they're going to be affordable. In fact, they're going to be the same price as HD movies, so about 20 25 bucks uh, in stores. You buy a 4K movie, it can cost you $40 for one movie. Granted, the disc will probably provide a better experience because it provides a better, a higher bit rate off the disc. So that means you're getting better picture quality, better sound quality, better quality across the board. Uh, but it's also, uh, with a 4K disc, it's also a, what they call a repeatable experience. So you don't, you're not relying on outside factors like the speed of your internet or what's happening in the outside world. A 4K disc will work the same no matter what, hence the, the repeatable experience tag I just gave it. With Apple 4K TV, you are relying on your internet. If you're streaming, you're relying on your internet speed. You're relying also on your Wi-Fi speed in your house. But what I found in, our, in my testing was whether we were streaming on our own network or streaming directly from iTunes, the, the Apple TV just had this great ability to buffer everything nicely. So we were never looking uh, at, a, at a spinning wheel waiting for the next part of the movie to be, to, to be up on the screen, to be streamed. It, it, it buffered it in the background and gave us this continuous viewing experience. So uh, we were able to enjoy the 4K quality uh, as well as uh, this continued experience in HDR and Dolby Vision. We tested the Apple 4K TV on a Samsung 4K HDR TV. So we, we had HDR 10. We also tested it on an LG OLED TV with Dolby Vision. And in both cases, the Apple TV did a little test. It, it, it checked your TV to see if it was capable of HDR and said, okay, let's give it a little test. And it said, right, your TV's been switched to HDR, the format's now on, ready to go. And it also did the same thing for Dolby Vision. So it sensed there was Dolby Vision and says, right, if you see a clear picture, select OK, and then you're good to go to watch in Dolby Vision. So it, it does provide enough, uh, enough streaming speed to give you Dolby Vision and HDR and the 4K quality. You remember, 4K is the number of pixels you're getting. HDR and Dolby Vision is the quality of the pixels you're getting. So with that clarity and quality, you're getting a fantastic experience. But one other thing I think that Apple really uh, are providing here, and 
you got to respect Apple's clout in this area. I think you that that's probably the best feature of Apple TV is Apple doing the work in the background, convincing all the studios to ramp up 4K movie uh, availability, and also making them affordable. So what Apple's done is they they've said right, give us 4K, but don't you dare make it more expensive than HD. So that's a win-win for the customer, uh, and it'll the the you know, the Apple effect yet again at work, where the studios are going to be thinking, well, okay, Apple's in our corner here. We're going to be producing 4K, and the even better news, if you've already purchased movies from iTunes to own, and I have done this, the good news is that when a 4K version is available, you'll get it for free. So if you've paid for a HD movie, and in the, in, in the review that I wrote, the example I gave was The Martian. I downloaded that on iTunes, and then I look in iTunes and see it, it's in 4K, and my version of this in iTunes had been updated. So I was able to watch the 4K version for the same price as HD, and Apple's going to make sure that all the studios are going to do that. Now, all studios are on board with this. The only holdout at the moment is Disney, uh, but they they have offered their first four couple of 4K movies on disc. They had uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which is their first on 4K, but they recently released also the latest Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I think it was called Dead Men, Dead Men Tell No Tales. That's also on 4K disc, so we can expect to see that on iTunes in 4K as well. Plenty of movies with HDR, so not just 4K, HDR, also Dolby Vision. I think Wonder Woman was available in Dolby Vision. Others were available in HDR. So uh, 4K movies, we're going to be seeing a lot more of them, and we can thank Apple for that. It's great that they've provided this great way to, it's a great response to the number of customers that are buying 4K TVs. It's hard not to buy a 4K TV nowadays, but it's good to, to know that Apple's got a 4K Apple TV uh, that you can enjoy all that great content in HDR and Dolby Vision. Uh, the uh, the remote control has been updated slightly as well. There is uh, a, a, it's a bit easier to use. There's a there's a new menu button that's got a, a raised little ring about it, so that you know even if you're using it in the dark, you know exactly where you're at. Uh, and there's also a, an Apple TV button as well, so it lets you uh, it lets you go into uh, an app that allows you to see what is coming up. So you can also access catch-up TV services, see what's coming up with those, so what, what movies are, have been, uh, been made available. So uh, that, that's really handy. The, it's also powered by the A10X processor, so that really helps to get that great buffering and, and really nice streaming going on, so there's no annoying screen freezes, uh, and uh, your viewing experience will be excellent. So you'll, you'll notice, though, when you've got Dolby Vision or HDR, a small badge appears in the top right-hand corner to indicate the fact that, yes, your TV's got HDR, that's what you're watching, or Dolby Vision, that's what you're watching. Uh, so that's really handy as well. Another favorite feature of mine is Siri. You can control playback with Siri. So you can say things like, go forward 10 minutes, or uh, show me all movies starring Matt Damon, or show me 4K movies with Dolby Vision, or Dolby, show me 4K movies with, with HDR. HDR, and you'll get an answer. I did ask about, show me all the 4K movies, and I got an answer, a response that said, I found some movies, they look wicked sharp in 4K. So Siri's got a little bit of a personality there, so she, she showed me all those movies, 
and uh, gave me a nice little wisecrack at the same time, which is fun. Yeah, the Apple TV is available now. Pricing is uh, two four nine for the thirty two gig version, two hundred and seventy nine for the sixty four gig version. And uh, I think if you if you're serious about watching four K, if you've got a four K TV and want to enjoy four K content, the Apple TV four K is a great way of doing it. You can read our complete review at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that helps keep you and your family safe online. There's lots of valuable stuff stored in our computer, family photos, videos, even tax and work documents. Well, what would you do? Imagine this if it was all of a sudden gone, encrypted and impossible to retrieve. Well, what I've just described there is called ransomware. That's a malware that can lock you out of your own files and then demand that you pay up or lose access to them forever. Unfortunately, ransomware is on the rise in Australia. In fact, Australia is now the most targeted country for ransomware attacks in the Southern Hemisphere. Norton Security Premium is a powerful internet security solution that can help keep you safe from ransomware, including the recent WannaCry ransomware that was back in May. By blocking, uh, It does this by blocking dangerous files, warning you against dodgy links before you click, and backing up files from your PC to the cloud so you'll have a copy if anything goes awry. To learn more about how to protect your online life, visit au.norton.com. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. A couple of quick ones in the Tech Guide Help Desk, and we're going to start off with the Do Not Disturb While Driving feature in iOS 11. We had a really interesting question from an Uber driver who said, if I update to iOS 11, will I still be able to use my phone even though Do Not Disturb While Driving is part of iOS 11? The answer to that is yes, you can. The Do Not Disturb While Driving is an opt-in feature. So the first time you use it, you can opt in for this, uh, this feature to be activated every time you're driving. You can also opt out. It'll also ask you if you're a passenger in the car too. So if you're iOS 11 and you might get this notification that might detect movement, detect that you've connected Bluetooth, it'll ask you, do you want to activate, are you a passenger or do you want to activate do not disturb while driving? Now, do not disturb while driving, for those who don't know, uh, blocks your phone's notification. So it kind of blanks your screen out where you're not seeing notifications, you're not receiving calls, you're not receiving messages your phone just sits there while you're driving, so there's no distraction. In the past, you see your screen light up, you think, ooh, what's that? And you, your eyes go off the road, and uh, that, then you're in danger. Now, what, what Do Not Disturb While Driving does is block those notifications, and it also allows you to set a, a preset message that says, if you receive a message, it'll send one auto-reply saying, I'm driving at the moment, I'll reply to your message as soon as I stop. So really handy, I think, very important feature, and I think something that hopefully drivers will opt into, not Uber drivers who need the phone to make and receive their bookings and their directions and everything, but it'll help those drivers who want, want to avoid that distraction because it is a growing problem. Driver distraction, it's, cause, it, it's causing lives to be lost. So I think do not disturb while driving is a really important feature that used the right way can can literally be saving lives. Our other question, and look, we, we do get asked a fair bit about Kogan. Kogan TVs, one constant question we get you know, five to six times a week is, 
I'm looking for a TV. Are the Kogan TVs any good? People ask this for two reasons. Number one is because Kogan doesn't have a showroom. You can't just walk into a Kogan store and check out the TV because there is no Kogan store. It's all done online. It does, it, the online business from factory to customer is one of the reasons why uh, it's so cheap because they don't have stores. They don't have those same overheads as, they say, a Harvey Norman would. Uh, the other reason people ask it is because they see the cheaper price and they, they, they need someone to validate this purchase. They want to know that they're not buying a lemon. And my answer to their question is, are the Kogan TVs any good? My answer is always, well, for the price they are. Uh, they're, they're affordable. They offer decent quality for the price. And what do you got to lose? Now, now I, I also add to the fact that, add the fact that they're not as good as a Samsung TV or a Sony TV, or an LG TV, or a Panasonic TV. Despite the fact they do use Samsung panels in their TVs, they're not as good as a Samsung TV, because Samsung put a lot of technology behind the panel in terms of picture quality and colour and all these other things that are going on. That adds up to a premium product. So how I describe it to people is that in the car world, you've got, you've got a Hyundai, you can choose to drive a Hyundai or you can choose to drive a Mercedes-Benz. Now, the Hyundai kind of does the same thing. It takes you from A to B, uh, so same as the Merc, but the Mercedes-Benz just gives you a better ride. Things are a little bit better. So I, that, that's kind of how I compare the Kogan TVs to the Samsungs. Kogan, yep, they, they're pretty good for the money. Quality is acceptable, quite impressive. Uh, you're going to get a good deal, but... If you want to get the absolutely best picture quality, you're going to have to pay a little bit more. But if that, if that's not a worry to you, if you're happy with with decent with with the picture quality that it offers, and, and it is okay, it's not 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 horrible, then the Kogan TV is the one for you. So, but that's the comparison I make to people. It's like a Kogan TV is like your Hyundai, you know, a Sony, a Samsung, LG is like your Mercedes Benz. You're paying a bit more for a better picture. The Kogan is better value, decent picture. So that's kind of the best way I can describe it. But our mates at Kogan, they're doing a great job with providing affordable, decent quality TVs, 4K TVs. You can buy now for really, really cheap prices. We spoke about the Apple TV 4K earlier. Uh, that would look fantastic on a Kogan 4K TV. So check them out. We don't discourage people buying Kogan. They're, they're decent quality, of great value, and definitely worth a look. We've spoken about and reviewed plenty of Kogan TVs at techguide.com.au. And that's the end of our show for this week. You can read about everything that we've spoken about, of course, at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, email us at info at techguide.com.au. We're also kicking off the VoiceBite contributions as well. VoiceBite is an app that I co-founded with my brother. It is an app that allows you to share 15 seconds of audio. In this case, your questions to me. So rather than just emailing me, I'd love you to download the VoiceBite app. It's free on iOS and Android. Type in the clip title area. Hashtag will be Ask Stephen. So hashtag Ask Stephen if you had a question or a comment you want to make. And then I'll play those comments uh, through VoiceBite. 
Remember, free on iOS, free on Android. Hashtag Ask Stephen. Record your question. Slide to broadcast. That's how easy it is. I will play the best questions on on the Tech Guide podcast. And you never know, I might even throw in a prize or two for the best voice bites that I receive. But download Voice Bite now and you can hear, you can be heard on the Tech Guide podcast. So uh, apart from emailing us, you can also use Voice Bite to get in touch. We want to give a special shout out to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.